0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manchester is Red podcast. I am delighted, as always, to be joined by Kieran Kelly. That's a bit aggressive. Yeah, well, I feel like the mood around Old Trafford is a bit aggressive at the moment, Kieran, so the podcast has to reflect that. But there is a huge injury boost today. Charlotte Duncan <laughs> is back. She's written. She is alive, don't worry. Um, <laughs>
1: a yeah. long break much Dun- needed
0: Dunker in but is it Mourinho out who knows last night at Old Trafford recording this on the Wednesday Kieran Neil will draw of Valencia um, Mourinho said there were some improvements from the weekend against West Ham it couldn't have been much worse really um, where do you think this ranks amongst the uh, four games without a win that United have had now
2: Yes, yeah, that's true what you said uh, it could have been a lot worse after that West Ham game and I suppose anything was an improvement on that particularly when you keep a clean sheet but um Yeah, it was just a game really lacking quality and, um, again, it's hard to take that many positives or redeeming features from United's play. Um, Just so much of it was kind of relying on the bounce of the ball. It was flinging balls into the air. There was no real confidence about the team, which is understandable, but I think when you saw them all line up in that huddle pre-match, you're expecting them really to race out of the blocks, but the fact that they only had 10 minutes to warm up kind of set the tone for another confused display because uh, you know they've or somehow a home team has arrived late for their own game I mean have we ever heard of that and this is Manchester United We think we've forgotten in recent weeks you know we've become uh, expect them to to drop points in these games now but it's easy to forget you know this is a club that Ed Woodward firmly believes is the biggest in the world that's you know Making so much revenue from commercial opportunities. But Mention the
0: app, Kieran. 4.9 9 <laughs> so out of 5 flags. is
2: rated on the App Store. Oh, man, exactly. Um, but on the field, it's just not reflective of, of all this nonsense that goes with it. So um, it's worrying times. And um, I think when you saw how United pulled out with that mini slump after the Brighton and Tottenham results. Um, they're right back in one now and you're looking at that Newcastle game and you're probably thinking they're going to have a real job to get a win in that which you know you wouldn't have said six months ago maybe
1: There was more belief though I think you know before the Burnley game because that was just before the last international break wasn't Mm. it and they needed that win to get them out of that slump but there was more belief going into that game that maybe they were more inspired to go out there and get a result and it, yeah. at the minute it just doesn't feel like that belief's coming from anywhere that's
2: with the Tottenham game they lost 3 nil, but you had little crumbs who so could well yeah. they start started against really well against Spurs which is yeah. ironic isn't, isn't it exactly? like, all just came Whereas part, now you're looking at him, there's no identity or direction, yeah. and that's reflected in the, the team. So he put out probably his best starting 11 on paper last night after making such big calls against West Ham, and it didn't make any real difference, did it? Because it was still the same muddled thinking. And I guess that justifies the thought that maybe the problem isn't just with
0: the, the personnel. I mean, that every player is sort of not buying into what's going on at the moment. There's no real identity. Like you said, when United said, and whenever you watch United, each game you've got no idea what they, they're, they're really trying to do you don't know what their approach is to try and beat a side like Valencia who yeah all, all due respect United went out to Seville last year but they're not a top team um, if you look at that group they are yeah. maybe the third place team you expect to be fighting for that like Europa League place and now that United go into that game one win against Young Boys a draw against Valencia that's four points back to back games against Juventus they need to win one against Juventus really don't they Charlotte and, on- and that's a tough ask really yeah especially
1: in the current situation something drastic has got to change though hasn't it and you've just got the feeling that some people are blaming Mourinho some people are blaming the players but blame's got to be apportioned across the board but it's all going drastically wrong somewhere that if any you've all probably seen it but that post post by Antonio Valencia today is just beyond the ridiculous Mm. like
0: what's for the
1: Podcast oh, sorry for, for the podcast listeners. He may who not be Take picture, <laughs> I am very sorry, podcast listeners. So uh, Antonio Valencia liked on Instagram a post that suggested Jose Mourinho should leave the club. And uh, no surprise that everybody picked up on that. So this morning he issued an apology saying that is not his belief and he didn't read the text that accompanied the picture I mean it's up there with the excuses isn't it I don't think it's ever going to beat Les Scott's my tweeted in him. my pocket excuse not quite up at there A
0: supercar. I mean in Valencia's defence if you really are going that it was sort of a fan account that it it's tagged in loads of a day maybe after the game he's given a few yeah. likes but... yeah
1: true probably but it just goes with that whole everything seems a bit of a shambles at the minute United are late to the game yeah. the club captain's liking things on Instagram It says the manager should be sacked <laughs> You wait for now gonna them with being late for kickoff. The the whole thing's just becoming a bit of a farce. It's just it's not like after the disappointing result yesterday that everything just moves on and there's don't worry everyone making me positive about the Newcastle game, It just seems to be a hangover after each game. It's just dragging on and on and on and it's you wait for the next thing. Poor Pogba being gagged. What so what explain what he said in the mix zone? Yeah,
2: because that's the ridiculous thing that uh, the can only say four words in the mix on now, and it becomes a bigger story than the guy who actually stops, which is a shame for Philani <laughs> because he doesn't usually stop. Because you know what has he got to get from the media, but he, he stopped last night and um, he explained the huddle and said they're all united behind the manager, which Philani certainly is. He owes Mourinho a lot and uh, is one of his favourites. But I think just every every time now, um, there's a mix on. There's stories to come and. The worrying thing for me is, um, you have the international break coming up, and the players are obviously away. And we all know he's scared of <laughs> exactly. him
1: talking when he's away with France. So
2: you see how little control United you know, seem to have on what's getting out at the moment. That when the players are all away, um, it's a two-week international break. Um, this doesn't end for Mourinho. You know, even if they win against Newcastle, there's going to be some negative stuff coming out. So um, yeah, it, it's hard to see a way around this really aside from the obvious um, but they just they have to respond yeah. but we've been saying that now for it is like a while. broken record isn't it, it?
0: Is. and again we, we all say that Mourinho's future we said this on the early podcast which uh, was too hot to handle for, never went on air that one but uh, huh. uh <laughs> Like we said, his future will always be decided after this Newcastle game. I mean, it probably won't be anyway, because like we said, Van Gaal, no, Mourinho, and Moistre, mathematically uh, impossible Champions League qualifications for a decision was made. Um, you talk about the circus going on. United fans used to dread an international break. Do you think they're looking forward to this one? Mm,
1: good question. Well, we're, oh, I don't think I'm looking forward to it from a work perspective. No. Another two two weeks of uh, without games. But... I don't know, it all depends what happens on Saturday, doesn't it? Because it's after the last game, before the last international break against Burnley, it was could it have come at a worse time? You felt like Mm -hmm. they finally got a spring back in their step, and then there was another break, and then look look what's gone on to happen after that. So, if by some miracle everything (laughs) changes on Saturday, and they. Because I don't think, obviously, it is just about getting a win after there's four games without a win, but. They really just need a solid performance as well. Just something exciting because it's been so dull to watch. So, I, if they finally get that on Saturday and then it's going to be another, what, it's two weeks and then Chelsea away. Yeah,
2: and then Juventus. So, so, doesn't get any easier no. for
1: Chelsea,
0: really, does it? And Chris Small said, for the that they just need a bit of luck. Maybe sometimes the games, he admits that they're not playing well, but he says that sometimes you can get one of those maybe scrappy wins and it can yeah. change the momentum. And I guess on paper it it might look like that I mean if technically United you could say they've drawn through the last four games which doesn't look as bad as four games without a win but only won one game at home all season Hmm. United traditionally always have a fantastic record at Old Trafford Mourinho has always prided himself on a home record why do you think it is that United have only been able
2: to win one game at Old Trafford all season I think that's the thing because the first the first season, Mourinho's was in charge, he had the same problem, but then last season they are they're pretty good at home. Yeah. You know, they lost to City and West Brom, but um, otherwise you could kind of bank on them winning the games or expect to win at home. It was when they went to your Stokes, Newcastles, Huddersfield that they really had problems, but the problem now is that that's happened at home as well. Um, but they've
1: just lost the fair fact, haven't they? If, yeah. If uh, you were a visiting side coming to Old Trafford...
2: But how was the record so good last you, season? You...
1: <laughs> But yeah. all the we- all the wheels have come off now and it just nothing's working. There just doesn't seem to be a system in place where yeah. United you know, can go and punish teams, even in the first game of the season it's Leicester they ended up hanging on for that win. Yeah. And that's been their one win at home. And that
0: was maybe a game where they did get the luck, Luke Shaw's dodgy touch set himself up for a goal <laughs> yeah. and then there was chances right at the end for Leicester as well. But
1: so if you look historically In ask all the opposition players, they'd always say that that United had that fear factor Mm. in some way. They hadn't won before they walked out on the pitch, but because the opposition players were so intimidated, and they they would come and the teams would set up and they'd hope for a draw, because that would be the best they could hope for. But they're looking at how United are going to set up. It's so inevitable, the way they're playing. They're not very creative these teams are coming and they know that they can go there and get a result. United aren't feared at home anymore and because that fear factor's gone and teams think they've got a chance and they're testing them, that's backfiring really for United.
0: Mourinho again last night as well, after the game. It's, we say this after our free match but again, he maybe questioned some of the, the work ethic of some players. Didn't name anyone specifically. He said that maybe some players want it more than others. Again, he talked about defenders. Um, on the weekend, he said Scott McTominay was the best centre-back Uh, on the pitch but he wasn't playing the centre-back against Valencia so he went back to Eric Bailly who I guess he summed it up when he had that comical (laughs) shot from 50 yards which just drifted wide and Mourinho going into that game with Newcastle Kieran do you think he's going to have to make more changes or what does he do now does he keep the faith in the 11 who are the best on paper because it seems almost every player has had a chance
2: over the last few weeks yeah I mean if you look at the ones who've played every game, you can count them on one hand, you know, it's been De Gea and, and Lukaku, you know, he's played every game, uh, Matic when available, Pogba, but um, as I said before, the, the ones around that have just been chopped and changed at will, and he's not really found the, the combination to to get them out of this slump, so you just don't know what team he's going to put out, so that would, I would have described last night's one as, as a safe, selections he stood at and Matic but he picked all the players fans would want to see. So Rashford had a great game against West Ham, he played. Sanchez had a chance to redeem himself, he played. Um But do you think that's a problem in itself? Because it seems like Mourinho's last two team selections given yeah. a point to fans rather than to himself. He's almost The the West Ham one, if that had worked for him, that would have gotten a lot of uh, leeway, wouldn't it? Because he made so many bold calls rightly or wrongly, but none of them come off. If they come off he, he's got his his formula where his he went with a popular team selection, didn't he? It's like he
0: asked the people on Twitter yeah. of Twitter to vote for his team selection. Yeah, yes. nice. last yeah,
2: yeah yeah, that was it. So um as, as I was saying before, you you now go into a game not knowing what team he's gonna put out, which has never been the way at Mourinho and, and that, that for me is the most worrying thing. There isn't a continuity in the team and you're seeing that reflected in the play. They they look like strangers at times.
0: Um, Charlotte, we talked then about uh, Marcus Rashford. He probably was the one glimmer of hope. Um, not that it was much last night at Old Trafford. What do you make of his performance? And do you think that he does have a chance to make the uh, the left wing his own? Considering there's so much inconsistency throughout the season, really. There.
1: Well, Alexis Sanchez has been the one that's been given the opportunity to stake a claim on the left, hasn't he? But he's.
0: I mean, yeah. While you're on that, maybe a word on him as well last <laughs> night. Because when he was substituted, there wasn't booze for him. But he took such a long time to get off the pitch. He looked so. Disheartened. It's, mm.
1: it's just weird. Everything around the club at the minute is just a, such a strange atmosphere. If you mm. cherry-pick all those little incidents and put them all together, you just think, what is going on? In like, 10
2: days. Yeah, yeah.
1: like, seriously. <laughs> Someone just needs to get them all in a room and shout at them all, like, sort yourselves out. And then that,
2: that gets leaked out. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, true. <laughs> Are you nominating
0: yourself for that, Charlotte? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I'd be a great candidate. Jose, <laughs> <laughs> What
0: would you say to the team? What would you say? We've had enough of what pundits were saying, but what would... Honestly, what would you say oh, to Mary yeah. What would Garth Crook say? What Charlotte, what would you say?
1: They need to play as a team and they need to play for each other. If they don't if they don't like Mourinho, if this is the issue, if they don't want Mourinho there and they want him out and that's why none of them are trying or whatever, then that's a separate issue but he's the manager at the minute and they need to start playing. They need to start playing for themselves and they need to start playing for the fans. Never mind the manager, if they don't like the manager, deal with it. Not everyone gets on with the person that they're managed by do they so that's that's just the way of life so get a grip work together and start grinding out some results and a good performance wouldn't go on us either to stop everyone falling asleep
0: yeah so I guess that does leave us on to our last point of this heated podcast today (laughs) Here in that game against Newcastle on Saturday we, uh, I say every week you're the lucky man getting to go to these games <laughs> it must be like a death sentence at times so to go to it's World getting worse week. and worse now yeah. but uh, <laughs> Newcastle at home another team who, on paper they're a team who will be realistically battling for their life in the Premier League right. season because they've had enough problems of their own but they go into a game away at Old Trafford for once and the pressure's not on them or anything it's, it's bizarre yeah. to of
2: events and United really need a win it's, but as yeah, Charlotte said, a performance as well. It's similar to the West Ham one, isn't it? That West Ham had obvious weaknesses and weren't exactly uh, tearing up the table, were they, before that United game? But Mourinho set the tone with that reactive team selection You know, to, to combat West Ham's strengths rather than attacking a team who've been so low in confidence themselves. So um, it'll be telling to see uh, how he approaches it. I mean, Newcastle are well able to set up. Defensively and two banks of four, and I think what you saw last night was United couldn't break down Valencia, and Valencia aren't a defensive team. So how frustrated they're going to get, and then the crowd get on top of them. You can see it being a really tough night. It's interesting. A year ago, they played Newcastle at home, and it was one of their best performances of the season. It was some good football, and this play that was you know man. The match. Yeah, I still can't remember. It. <laughs> it's like yeah, I know. Yeah, it says it, it was like they they're ruthless at home. Yeah. Um, but you just can't see them putting in a performance like that on Saturday it's it's just kind of you're at a point where you'd, I think a lot of fans would take a 1-0
1: they don't look like they want to put in a performance like that no. they do they then there was that moment last night when Pogba was even arguing with Lukaku because he was annoyed that he wasn't running into space like
0: do you think Lukaku is maybe just tired though? The fact that he to play every week and there's no rotation. I
1: think I think he should be dropped for the weekend, or put put him on the bench. Try a different attacking three, more energetic. He isn't quick enough. Don't get me wrong. I think he's, he's a decent striker, but he has like if you compare him and Rashford, they have totally different attributes. So, I think he started every we were looking at this before weren't we? He started every Premier League game apart from the first one against Leicester which he came on as a sub and the only reason why he didn't start that is because obviously he was late back after the World Cup, so I think, yeah, mix it up. Something's gotta give us not it, and if he sticks with the same team that he played last night and it's the same dire performance again then this sour mood is just gonna carry on over the whole of the international break. And like you said, add it into that Add fuel to the fire. He likes to pog, but he's gonna speak. There's absolutely no way that he'll be nominating himself to do every single France <laughs> yeah. press conference. Um, with some thinly veiled comments some about dicks, yeah. Mourinho and United and the Freedom side that's a very Why like, he's yeah. so happy playing for Deschamps. It's all gonna come out in the next two weeks, so to just to try and like calm things a bit, they just need to win it's as simple as that isn't it Yeah,
0: simple as that all you need to do is win I guess one point that arose there um, and this will be the final I promise you this time when you look at Saturday's team selection Mourinho it does seem like it's only a lose-lose situation going to a game like that again because as we said prior to the Valencia game ironically you can only if you do win that's expected at bare minimum if you don't win then that's a a disaster at United especially given the last few weeks do you think this is the perfect time for Mourinho to actually give some of the youngsters a run out we saw Teev Chong, we saw, oh, yeah. and we saw um, Greenwood playing. And maybe mm. no, maybe Tevez for Greenwood he's just signed for a professional contract but we saw them in the youth league against Swansea, and they absolutely blitzed them playing for Nicky. But and do you think that would get him a jail, get out of jail free card going into the weekend?
1: Are you suggesting he plays Chong and Greenwood against Newcastle? I'm
0: not saying he plays. I said put Chong on the bench or something, giving like, that fans a
2: lift. I take the get fact out he, the back of he didn't do that against Derby. Said where he's at. Yes, yeah. he's targeting results over any kind of feel good factor and risk, because um, Van Hal only brought Rashford in because of an injury crisis, and I think Mourinho is, is similar in that regard, that, okay, he took all those youngsters on tour, but they're only going to get close to the first team. But he
1: made it play a he took them on tour. Yeah,
2: team, exactly, I? That, I was about to finish.
1: Then. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never <laughs> let you finish <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so,
2: I, th- I, I do agree with you, though, you, you see how, uh, I think it was the third goal, the kids score against Valencia in the youth league yesterday and just the best goal uh, in season. yeah yeah, I was about to say how um, stop interrupting him (laughs) we get too excited (laughs) I'm so slow I'm sorry Um, and and that was just like a a United goal wasn't it but and we saw the class of 92 there last night treble treble 20th anniversary coming up obviously United fans it's not so long ago that they were playing good football, I know Ferguson would set his team up to to frustrate at times when they needed to, but they just seem a world away from anything that we know about United. It just doesn't look like a united team at the moment, and I suppose we've been saying that now for for five years, and that's the scary thing you know we've three different managers come in and um you no know, r- closer really to getting anywhere near that. Blueprint and philosophy that Sir Alex left. This one from your turn of the world
0: shall, as a no moving no, no, chance to no, be nowhere near yeah, the no, first team no. No. on Saturday.
1: They are exciting young prospects, but that's what it they are. Exciting them. young yeah. prospects and I just think United just need to get a result on Saturday and if Mourinho goes wild and throws them to him and it goes drastically wrong could thing. yeah, didn't it? it really could, and it's just, it's just not worth it. And I also don't think that he, he would do it at all.
2: You, you could argue bringing McTominay to defence was his kind of yeah. wild card left field move, and that which
0: again work. was interesting because Andres Pereira started the season so yes. well, and he looked good in pre season, but can He's always the nineteenth man match days, and he's yeah, not been involved for a while now. No,
2: and maybe
1: that'll be his wild card.
2: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't in the squad last night. I think. Mourinho doesn't scapegoat but that Brighton game I think the fact he took him off half-time he hasn't really had a sniff since tells you what you need to know doesn't it? but again
0: that's interesting that some players are allowed to get away with yes. maybe lackluster performances and others yeah. don't get a second chance but yeah. we shall see on Saturday um, we, shall. we shall stick with us on the Manchester Evening News for all the build-up to the Newcastle game and we will be back next week Hopefully in happier moods, who knows? Join us again and make sure to subscribe on ACAST for all the latest episodes of the Manchester Is Red podcast.